Hello and welcome to another lesson on soundproofing. Today we're going to be talking about the very nerdy but somewhat interesting topic of noise criteria levels. And this is something that you might have seen out there on the internet and you might be curious about. And it has to do with the way that professional engineers, acousticians, and designers will build rooms and meet specific guidelines to make sure that room meets the proper transmission loss needed for the build requirements. Okay, so that was kind of complicated, but essentially what we're talking about here is how do we know if our soundproof studio is as soundproof as it should be compared to the professional guidelines needed. So if you're interested in that, take a dive into this lesson here. Before we jump in, I do have a free resource for you. This is my free soundproofing workshop. It is available at soundproofyourstudio.com workshop, and this will get you started on designing and building your soundproof studio. It goes in-depth way more than any of these YouTube videos do, and it's a consistent 45-minute workshop, so you'll get all the information you need to get started on building your studio. Again, to check that out, just go to soundproofyourstudio.com slash workshop. All right, let's jump into this lesson today on what in the world are those NC levels or noise criteria levels? Okay, I touched on it at the very beginning of this video, but NC levels are a way that professional designers can know if they're meeting or exceeding the guidelines for proper sound isolation in rooms. We have different NC levels. They range in different levels. The goal for recording studios is the NC 15 to 20 range. Roger Weiss says in his book that NC 15 is what he's looking at, which is the threshold for hearing. So if you can hit the NC 15 guideline, you're doing great with your soundproof studio design. Then there are also other NC levels, which we are not going to be worried about at all with soundproofing. But just so you know, uh, NC 35 is the level used for schools and hotel rooms. So for engineers who are designing and building hotels, uh, they want to shoot for that NC 35 range uh, to make sure that their room meets the standards uh, set forth. NC45, for example, would be like a retail store at the mall um, or like the lobby in a large office building. So we're really worried about the NC15 to NC20 range because that's what we're shooting for when we're building our DIY soundproof rooms. Now, you might be wondering, okay, what does NC1520 even mean, Wilson? And that is a very good question. So if we look at this chart here, this is from the uh, Home Recording Studio Build It Like the Pros book by Roger Weiss. Uh, this is a noise criteria level chart, and it shows how each of the levels is calculated based on specific guidelines for decibels at one-third center octave band frequencies. So what that means is that the human ear hears in one-third octave band frequencies, generally speaking, and therefore we break up our uh, chart based on specific frequencies. So at the bottom end of the chart, we have 63 hertz, which is in the lower frequency range, and then we go up to 8,000 hertz, which is in the higher frequency range. Now, if we look at NC15, we'll notice that at 63 hertz, we wanna get a range of around 47 decibels as our maximum for that frequency. And then at 125, it goes to 36, 250 goes to 29, 500 goes to 22, and so forth. You'll notice that the allotted decibel amounts will 
decrease as we go up in the frequency spectrum. And the reason for that is that lower frequencies are harder to isolate. So to meet the building requ code requirements, there is a buffer in the lower range just because it's simply so hard to reduce noise levels at that level to you know the 22 decibel range. If we look at NC20, we'll see that you get a little bit higher uh, buffer there. So 51 at 63, you get 40 decibels at 125 and 33 decibels at 250. If you build your studio and it's in the NC25 or NC30 range, you're not it's not a ruined project or anything like that. Uh, these are just guidelines that we're shooting for. And you might find that in your specific studio, there might be a point where you're in the NC15 range for the higher frequencies, but in the lower uh, frequency range, maybe you're hitting the NC20, NC25. I will say in my studio that I'm falling around that NC15 to NC20 range and the general level uh, for my studio in general on average is about, you know, 27 decibels throughout the day. So that's really close to, you know, the threshold of hearing. And uh, we'll talk more about sort of how to calculate this in this next segment. Okay. So logically you're like, okay, great. There's a chart you showed me about NC levels, but like, how do I actually calculate this for my own home studio? And the answer is, uh, you know, probably not exactly what you want to hear, but first I'll say that to act to accurately calculate NC levels, you're going to need some pretty serious equipment and some pretty serious knowledge. Uh, I will say personally, I have no desire to do this in my own studio, but I will tell you that to accurately do this, you'll need an SPL meter that can measure, you know, a specific frequency spectrum, one third octave band spectrum. So you can measure at 63 hertz, 125 hertz, and so forth. You're also going to need to calibrate your SPL meter using another SPL meter or a, a uh, one kilohertz tone. And so to, you need to know how to calibrate your SPL meter. If you don't know how to do that, that's extra knowledge you'll have to gain. To do this absolutely correctly, Technically, you should follow the American Institute for Standards guidelines, specific guidelines for measuring with a sound pressure level meter. And that would require looking up those guidelines, reading them, understanding exactly what you need to do. And uh, for most of us, that's probably not what we want to spend our time doing. So you can totally nerd out on this if you want, or you could hire a professional, um, someone who has experience getting NC level curves and NC levels, and you could hire them to do it for you. So you could do it uh, before you build your studio, measure the levels in the room or in the ambient outside if you're building outside, and then after, see if you built it uh, well enough to actually meet those levels. Again, could be kind of cool, could stroke your ego at the end if you're like, oh yeah, I hit NC15 or NC20, um, but maybe not worth the money to hire someone to do that. Lastly, for us DIY people out there, um, this is probably what you were waiting to hear, is you can download a free app on your phone called Decibel X. Uh, this is one of my favorite SPL meter apps. Um, it's really fun, it's really cool, and it does show you, uh, one of the graphs shows you sort of the decibel levels in real time across the frequency spectrum. So you can kind of see as you're holding up the app, you know, am I getting a big peak in the low, lower frequency range, in the mids, what am I hitting the NC curves on this chart? So that's what I recommend most of you do, uh, unless you are trying to meet some very stringent 
code requirements or this is a highly professional build, um, most of us will not need to do this, you know, at this really high level with measuring the NC levels. So again, that's Decibel X. You can download it at any app store if you're iPhone or Android, whatever. Um, get it on your phone. I highly recommend it. And you can start getting some readings of your room to see if you're falling within these guidelines and then you'll know how much isolation you need. Okay. So in conclusion, NC levels are interesting. They give us sort of a baseline for a professional level broadcast studio, recording studio, you know, TV commercial studios out there would be using the NC15, NC20 uh, curve. So for us DIY home studios, that is something we want to shoot towards. If you follow all of the stuff I teach you on soundproofing, you will be doing everything right to hit those guidelines. So, you know, if we're working towards getting these guidelines, we want to build the, the wall with two layers of five inch, inch drywall. We want to decouple everything. We want to make it airtight. So it's kind of uh, a waste of time, I should say, to like overly obsess over these, but just keep them in mind. Uh, they're useful in HVAC design. You could tell your HVAC contractor, hey, you know, we're trying to hit an NC15 curve if they are uh, knowledgeable about acoustics, they'll know what that means and then you can design towards that. So with noisy systems, we can use NC curves to help us out with that. If you're buying a diffuser uh, for your air exchange, um, some of those will come with NC curve ratings so you know if they'll meet your requirements in a recording studio or broadcast studio. So those are some reasons why it's useful to know about this stuff. Uh, doing your own NC level measurements, uh, kind of maybe overkill. So I hope this video was helpful. This is a quick understanding of something that is a little complicated and I hope it cleared it up for you. Maybe one more thing you don't necessarily have to worry about uh, on your plate and just get to building that soundproof studio. Again, if you want the quick and easy route, go to that soundproofing workshop. I guarantee it'll save you a ton of time. You'll learn a ton of more about soundproofing. Uh, it's at soundproofyourstudio.com slash workshop. All right, every week, new video on soundproofing or acoustics. I look forward to seeing you again soon. Thanks so much for watching.